Good evening, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Lampo Show podcast. I am Tina Lampo, entrepreneur, digital content creator, and your host. The Lampo Show podcast is a platform where the good, the bad, and the ugly of long-distance relationships and intercultural um, marriages between American women and men from the continent of Africa can openly and truthfully be discussed. Tonight on the show with us, we have Miss Missy Young, and she is going to share what life was like for her being married to a man from Nigeria. Miss Missy, if you can, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Um, hello, I'm Mitzi, um, Mitzi Young. Um, I met my husband back in 2016 um, on a dating site. Um, and I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I don't know where to start, but I am a single mom of a 17-year-old son. And um, I live in the Dallas, Texas area. Okay. So as you guys are coming in, if you can, please share this live out. We will greatly appreciate it. And if you have any questions for Ms. Missy, please put them in the comments and we will get her to answer them towards the end of this live. This live. But please share this live out for us. Thank you. And without further ado, we will go ahead and get into the interview. So Ms. Missy, was there an age difference between you and your ex-husband? Yes, it was. I was actually four years older than he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was younger than I was. Um, he actually um, had been here in the States for a while. Uh, matter of fact, when I met him, he was here on an expired visa. So it was kind of rushed. Um, but when I met him, he made so many promises and I just felt in love with him. You mm-hmm. know, he was younger, I was older. Um, I've always been attracted to younger men. Um, so this made no difference, um, to me. Um, and I welcomed him, um, into my home, um, around my son, um, without really knowing, and this is not bad, but I really didn't know, know him Mm -hmm. before, um, we got married. Like I said, we met in 2016 and, um, he pressured me to, uh, marry him or he was going to do an arranged marriage. And um, you know how us, um, we as women, American women, we don't believe in sharing our men. And Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't going for that. And so I just chose to go ahead and marry him. Okay, so he was going to have an arranged marriage with who? Well, I don't know. Um, He brought it to my attention that he was trying to get his papers and um that he wanted to he re- he really wanted to get married immediately and i'm like okay i really don't know y'all I, I can't do that you know mm-hmm. and um but i thought about it and i prayed about it and i thought i was doing the right thing um i met him we went we went um on a date we after we chatted for maybe like a week or so went on a date um he and I'm not going to say the word pretend, but he was going to church faithfully and, and all of that stuff, which was really an eye opener for me because mm-hmm. I'm a Christian woman. And I wanted someone that believed in God, knew the Bible, um, fellowship, wasn't, wasn't going to be a problem or anything like that. And um, after we met, I invited him to my house. And from the day that I invited him to my house, he started coming over every day. When I got, got home from work, he would be <laughs> parked out in the parking lot. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Girl, you, you know, know, we can't be picking up no stray cats now. Girl, you feed them one okay. time. It's- <laughs> Baby. So um, after he did that um, for about a month, you know, I was like, you know, you come over all the time, you know, and I don't want you just sitting out there. Um, I don't want you just sitting out there in the parking lot, well, I might need to give you a key, but it took me about 30 days to get there. And so I did that, gave him a key. Um, and like I said, I was just, I just fell for him so fast. Um, I learned how to cook African dinners and we would cook together. He didn't, he wasn't really a big cook, but um, we would cook together and um, he would take me out to the, the African lounges and, and I just, I just loved the attention that he was giving me. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. And so 
um, that same year, he says, well, are you going to marry me or what? And I'm like, well, I guess I can because I, I don't want you to go and do the arranged marriage. So I just came up with a date. You know, we're going to get married New Year. We're going to bring in the New Year right. And at that particular time, I had only been knowing him maybe a couple of months, maybe a couple of months. So my family was not having it. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, they wasn't having it. Um, my uh, mom and dad, my adoptive parents, they wasn't having Well, nobody having it. They weren't, they weren't trying to hurt it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you, my brother, I mean, I don't share this with a lot of people, but my brother works for immigration. So with that being said, he was like, sis, this is not what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, I do. The only thing I need is your blessings. The only thing I want from you is your blessings. And, and I'm going to do the rest. And so um, we got married. And I, I guess I put my foot down because he was trying to get his papers. And I told him, I said, look, you know, I'm going to, and I, ha I have a real good job. Um, and I said, you know, I'm going to hold it down for us. I'm going to hold it down. Um, you should be able to work because he was working under the table, which I didn't like that part. Mm -hmm. He was working under the table um, using someone else's information. And um, he would discuss with me about his paycheck and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, that's not right. It's like they're using you, you know, mm -hmm. to use their information. And I said, well, you know, you have three months. I'm going to give you three months to save all of your money, all the money that you can to do your papers. I said, because what I'm not going to do, I'm not paying for you to have your papers done. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. I mean, I have to um, be able to sponsor you. I have to make enough. So what I did is I took a second job. I, I took a second job driving Uber, started doing that. So I could hold down just everything. I didn't want him to have to spend money on nothing. I mean, nothing, mm -hmm. no food, no clothes, no, no nothing. And um, three months came around. Now he had a decent job at this particular time. Three months came around and I asked him, I said, so um, what's going on with your papers? You know, you done saved all your money and everything. And he says, um, well, we need to talk. And I said, okay, well, what are we talking about? We're not going out no farther. I gave you three months. I'm holding down everything. The only thing I need for you to do is do your papers. Mm -hmm. So he says, well, um, I wanted to talk to you about it, but the money that I had saved, I had to send it to Nigeria. I said, you sent all of your money to Nigeria? Well, yeah, um, I got a call that my grandmother was sick. And um, they wanted $5,000. I didn't have it all, but I sent them everything that I had. I said, well, first of all, I'm your wife. Um, that is a discussion that we should have actually had together. Um, because at the end of the day, you still have responsibilities here. Now, with that being said, I'm not going to say that I would have said no, not to send the money, because if it would have been my grandmother, mm -hmm. I would have expected you to understand my position. But for you to do it under the rug and me not knowing, um, that's like a slap in the face. Mm -hmm. Well, to be honest with you, I don't believe that he sent it to a grandmother. Um, my, my husband at the time, or my ex-husband, um, wife supposedly had uh, moved on with her life. He had two little kids. Um, he had one that was three, and then he had one that was um, just a few months old, just a few months old. And he, he told me that he, um, she divorced him while he was here. And I told him, you know, that's fine. You know, okay, we are gonna go with the punches or whatever. I said, but you know what? One thing that we do need to know is me and my son need to know your kids. We need to have a relationship because if I need to petition for them to come over here, they need to know who we are. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know where the kids are. They in the United Kingdom, I don't know where the kids are. Me and her don't talk. Okay. But then it, it started being like a pattern of mine. I'm, I'm really um, with big families and having a relationship with kids, all of that. Mm -hmm. So I, it was like I was nagging him. Um, 
have you talked to the babies? I mean, can we talk to her? I mean, what's going on with them? You need to know where your ch your children are. I mean, what's going on? But he would always just push me under the bridge. He would always say, oh, I, you know, I don't know where they are. I haven't talked to them. You know, she's going on. She don't want to have anything to do with me. Da, 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 da. And, and, and still, I, I mean, like every week, every other week, I was coming back with the same question, but I got the same answer. Mm -hmm. So that went on. Well, the job that he had gave him an ultimatum as well. They wanted him to be permanently and he wanted to remain temp because he was using someone else's information. So they let him go. They let him go. And I was okay with that because I could still hold it down if I needed to, you know, but my thing is you need to find you another job. Mm -hmm. So that went on. And then he stopped. I mean, now we're probably married maybe about four or five months. Stopped going to church. Stopped taking me to the lounges. Um, just stopped everything that he had started doing. Just, just stopped it cold hearted. Stopped it. And um, we decided to move. So we moved into a bigger house. I moved my brother in with us and everything. And um, he was supposed to give me a portion of the mortgage and I, I took care of everything else and um, it just started going downhill. But, and, and that's one thing with the Nigerian men, they don't like you to nag them. They don't, they don't like you to nag and, um, but the things that I was nagging about. I don't think um, it's nagging. They think it's nagging, but it's not nagging because they yeah. don't understand American women and how we're set up. That's true. Because they, That's true. they're used to um, African women just shutting up and let them handle right. everything. Mm -hmm. And they're not they're not used to the strength that us American women walk in. They're not used to that. True. That is so true. That is so, so true. So what started happening is when he got the second job, because we stayed um, far, we did stay far from his job. And... Um, I helped him get a car. Well, let me let me rewind back. I actually paid half of my um, for my wedding ring, pay for my wedding ring, because I told him that I would not actually get married without a ring. Mm -hmm. So because he didn't have a, a checking account or whatever, I put it all in my account. You know, just did it just because I wanted to do it. And he was supposed to pay me back. In the meantime, he was driving a friend's car, and I told him, "No, you need your own car." You know, I'm looking. I guess looking out for my husband, you know, mm -hmm. so um, he had saved money and I said, you know what, I'm going to help you with the rest. And then you give me my money back because the guy that he purchased it from was Nigerian and he was traveling back and forth to Nigeria and he was pressuring him about paying the car off. Fine. You don't have to worry about that. He ain't had, he didn't have no license or nothing. Okay. I'm going to put it in my name. I'm going to register it. I'm going to get the insurance. I'm going to do everything you need to have or make sure you have a ride to get back and forward to work. Mm -hmm. So you can actually work and make the money that you need to get your papers. Well, you know, it, 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 it went sour so fast. He started doing good when we moved he always had an excuse of not coming home every night, not coming home every night. We stay so far. And I was like, please just, just come home every night. I mean, I don't care what it takes for you to come home. Now the, the drive from my house to my job was an hour, 20 minutes every day. Mm -hmm. And I had to do it. I mean, that's the only way we could pay our bills, you know? Right. So it made, it made no, it was no excuse for me. Mm -hmm. Where used it all the time and at first it would start like one day he wouldn't come he would come all the other days and then it started maybe a day and a half or two days or and then it just got crazy where he wouldn't one time and what what broke the camel's back is I didn't see him for like a week and a half and I was like you know what this is not gonna work mm -hmm. this is not gonna work where are you where are you staying at and you know, with, with Nigerians, everybody's their cousins, everybody's their brothers, everybody's their uncles. <laughs> and so he was always telling me that he was going to stay, you know, with a with an uncle, cousin, friend, whatever, whatever you want to call it. That's where he was. So me being the queen, supposed to be there for my husband, I would actually cook his food, cook his meals. Um, when he would come home, he would only stay 
maybe like a couple of hours, a couple of hours. And, and we used to get into it because I would say, well, at least call me, call me at work, you know, call me. I mean, on your breaks, just communicate. Let's communicate. Our communication sucked. It did. And um, he would give me my little 15 minutes of fame on the phone. And that was it. That, that was it. And um, which was really sad. And, and I had to keep all of that under the, under the rug because I didn't want my, I'm the only girl. So you know mm-hmm. how, how they are about their sisters. Um, I didn't want my family to be ugly to him, to look at him any differently. I didn't, I didn't want any of that, but um, he just made so many promises. My son at the time was um, 15, 14 or 15. And he made all of these promises. Oh, I'm gonna be at all of his football games and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this with him. And, and I'm like, okay, kudos, you, you're stepping up, you know? Cause his daddy wasn't in his life. And I, and I, that just made me melt. I was like, this is what I need. I need someone in his life that's going to be able to show him how to be a man, you know, mm-hmm. but it was the wrong thing. I, I got the bad apple out the bag. And then, cause every, every Nigerian relationship is not bad. I have a few friends that are married to Nigerians and um, they are happy. Got a fairy tale um, testimony and everything is just peaches and cream. It's just, mine was bad. Mine mm-hmm. was bad and I rushed into it. And um, after that, you know, that that lasted for about a year or so. Um, I decided, you know what, I'm not going to keep on because I was, Tina, I was even begging to speak with my in-laws. I wanted to know my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know his siblings. <clears throat> I couldn't communicate with no one, no one. He would never, and I used to always tell him, let me go get a a phone card. Let me see, I need to meet them. I wanna be involved with them. Even Mm -hmm. though they're in another country, I still wanna know them. Cause then we we had promised my my son the first year, uh, me and me and and Adekile said that we were gonna go to Nigeria. My son was like, mom, I'm going. I need to know the history. I wanna go. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay now I don't have to worry about him staying here by himself I can take him with me oh we was all excited about it I had started saving for it and everything and um it just came and it went so fast it came and it, it just went I, I mean I don't know and 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 when he started when we started having the problems I said you know what we're gonna have to go to counseling mm-hmm. we're gonna have to go to counseling um to make this work and when he said that he was going to go and the first Sunday we were supposed to go to church and he did not go with me, I was like, okay, where were you going to church to try to find somebody to marry? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I did all that Because he stopped going to church cold turkey. <laughs> and when he didn't go with me, I just want to know, I mean, what was your real reason for being at church? <laughs> because he went all the time. He went all the time, but the people that he was staying with was very involved in church and everything. So he could not just stay at their house and not be attending church. And mm-hmm. I respected that, but I thought it was going to continue to happen, but, but it didn't, it didn't. Um, I'm, I'm going to let you ask, ask some questions because I don't want to just skip on over to the, the next point. So if you have some questions for me, um, I'll be willing to answer those. Um, Honey, actually, you're doing just fine. You're telling your oh, story. Okay. That's what this okay. is for. Tell your okay. story. Well, back in 2018, I think I told you I'm a cancer survivor. I, I've had mm-hmm. cancer twice. Um, I was first diagnosed in 2013. Um, I was... Um, cancer free for almost six years and my cancer came back uh february um 2019 well make a long story short um my brothers still wasn't getting along with my my husband um me and the brother that works at immigration um talked and i took my husband to talk to him Mm -hmm. and uh my brother was like look if this is what you want, we'll make it happen. This is what you need to do. You need to give her the money orders. You send it to me. Da 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 da. We gonna make it happen. 
Well, make a long story short, if he gave me the money orders, you gave me the money orders. <laughs> it never happened. It never happened. And um, and he always told me at the beginning of our marriage, I don't want you to use uh, my papers against me. So don't ever say that um, you're trying to help me with my papers. So I never, I never never said that because that's something and that's that a that's a pride thing because they need to understand that without us they cannot get over here yeah it's a yeah. pride thing yeah it was and it, and that that and and what you know, my, my my family was so angry with him um i think it was 27 no 2018 matter of fact it was christmas eve 2018 no it wasn't it was christmas eve 2017 i got sick and had to be rushed to the ER. Uh, a call coming in, I'm sorry. Um, I had to uh, be taken in the ambulance to the hospital. Uh, my son and my brother went with me, but when it was time for me to discharge, I had to call the other brother to come and pick me up. And he was like, where's your husband? And I said, I don't know, you know, where he is. I've been calling him all night. I don't know where he is, but I need you to come and get me. So let's not go there. We're not going to argue about him. Just come and pick us up, you know, take us home. I had been calling him all night. Now, now remember, this is Christmas Eve. So us, American, we believe in family. So Christmas Eve, Thanksgiving Eve, Thanksgiving, you know, you're always with your family. Mm -hmm. So... I felt bad because um, I wanted to take him to be with my family, but he was nowhere to be found. Make a long story short, after I got discharged from the hospital, um, I wasn't supposed to drive because they gave me morphine and everything like that. But I got a call from my husband. Um, Can you please come pick me up from the train station? And I'm like, okay, why do I need to pick you up from the train station? Where is your car? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just come pick me up from the train station. So girl, I get up. Don't, don't tell me he didn't sold the car. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute, girl. Wait a minute. I get up. I go. I get ready to pick him up, and my brother is like, "Where are you going?" I said, "I have to go pick up Kunle. I have to go get him because what's his name? We call him Kunle, but his name is a, his last name is Adekule. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we call him Kunle. But anyway, uh, he says, um, just come and get me. So I told my brother and my brother was like, you're not even supposed to be driving. What are you doing? And I was like, I just got to go get him. I got to go get him, you know? So I get up there to the train station and I said, why am I picking you up at the train station? Where is your car? Now I don't start talking just like evil can I'm just speeding talking, girl. I was, I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. He says, um, well, I've been in jail. And you and you sitting up here asking me, where is my car? I've been in jail. I had to stay in jail all night. Well, why did you have to stay in jail? And why did they let you out? I mean, tell me, make me, convince me of all of this. Because once again, if you have to understand, he, he don't have no papers. Mm -hmm. And you're on expired visa. So where's your car? Why was you in jail? And why did they let you out? And he didn't have a driver's license either, right? No, drive, no driver's license. So no he wasn't supposed to get out. So it don't sound like he was in jail. No, he was in jail. Oh, he, he was. was? The, car, the car was impounded. And what he did was, is he went out with his friends. And you know, African, when they drink, they drink like a fish. They drink, mm -hmm. drink. So he got pulled over because he fell asleep at the red light and the, and the car was in drive. So oh, when the my police goodness. on him, he was asleep at the red light. And which I couldn't believe that. I was like, what? I mean, you would sleep at a red light. I mean, you was literally in the middle of the street. <laughs> and so he was literally in the middle of the street. So he goes to say, well, um, I have money to go get my, my car, but I don't have all of it. Well, I don't know what you're going to do because I'm not giving you nothing. I'm not giving you anything. I'm surprised they even let him go. Like Let him go the next morning. But this is the reason why I think they let him go. Because he was married to a citizen. That's the only thing that I can mm. speak um other than that i don't know why they let him go um because uh, he didn't have no driver's license no nothing because everything was in my name so we go to pick up the car and everything i had to call my insurance get a um you know you have to get proof that you own the car to even mm -hmm. get in the car well we did that when we did that i got the car and brought the car out 
You went through all of my stuff. You ramshacked my car. I said, excuse you? I didn't do anything. The only thing I did was go and get your car. I said, so all this stuff that's in here, and, and they do that. When they impound your mm-hmm. car, they don't do your car. They do do that. And so I, I was trying to convince him, but he didn't, he didn't believe me. You know, he says, I don't went through and stayed in jail. That ain't my fault. I said, you should have been at the hospital with me. I'm sitting up here sick, had to have the ambulance to take me to the hospital. My family is asking, where's my husband? I can't even tell where you are. You out drinking all night when you should have had your tail at home. And, and the thing of it is, Tina, because he drank, I don't drink, but I always had a bar full of everything. Mm. He didn't have to go out and drink, part nothing. He always had everything at the house, always. Um, when that when that actually happened, um, I started red flags start popping up. They did, mm-hmm. and um, a couple of my coworkers that work with me, uh, one guy, he said, "You know what, Mitzi?" He said, "Because um, they used to always ask about him." And they said, and I would, I would tell them, I would tell them the truth. I wouldn't lie to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't going like I thought it was going to be going. And this, 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 this. And you know how you be standing around with your coworkers and you start talking about just, just little stuff. And my friend said, you know, Mitzi, I'm going to help you get out of it. Now, my first marriage, it cost me $10,000 to divorce my son's father. And, um, you know, I was in a poor folks house. I was working every time I got a check they got a check but um mm-hmm. grace of God I was able to to fight for my son he wanted full custody of my son I was able to fight for my son and um get you know so custody of him and but it cost me but I said when it was time when my friend told me he said Mitzi I'm gonna help you get out of this he says and you're not gonna have to spend a lot of money to divorce Kunle mm-hmm. and I said well, well tell me how to do it so what he did was he sent me all of the links to all of the documents that I needed to mm-hmm. file for my divorce. I filed for my divorce. I went to um, to the courthouse. And I think at the time it was like $375, I think, to file. But I didn't have it. I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. So I just mm-hmm. told him, I can't afford it, but I need to get this divorce. Mm-hmm. So um, one day... The, the guy had gave me the information and I held on to it maybe about a month or two. But this one particular day, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed and I was the first thing that they saw that morning. And I filed for my divorce. They gave me documentation. Uh, my friend told me to go to the, the law library and I texted him, I told him I was there. I went to the law library and they really can't suggest, but they can, uh, they can assist you to try to guide you mm-hmm. on what, what documents you need, how many, um, how many copies, um, how the first, um, um, the first um, visit with the judge is going to be. They try mm-hmm. to walk you through all of that. So it's not an overnight process. So I filed in October, in October, I might've had my first court visit, maybe in it well it was it was in November November the next month or whatever and um but I kept going I kept pushing I wouldn't let it stop me Mm -hmm. and I was like I don't know if this is gonna work I don't know if I'm gonna be able to divorce him but you know what the Lord was with me and I spent a less than a hundred dollars to get a divorce from his tail and I did it all myself and the only thing I did is every time I had to have a document, I go to the law library, make my copies. So with my copies, with my parking fees, and with me serving him, cost me less than $100. Less than $100. And um, my birthday was that November. They kept pushing me off. Every time I would go to court, they would push me off because they couldn't locate him. Mm-hmm. So they would always say, well, do you know how to find him? No. Nope. Well, have you talked to him? Nope. You know, I wasn't going to tell them that because I didn't want them to stick me with him outside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm trying to get released from this thing. So, so I didn't need for them to, you know, try to stick me, keep on being with him now. So anyway, my birthday was November 23rd of that year. And um, all of a sudden, he wants to plan a party for me. And I'm like, 
Now we've been going downhill. Why you want to plan a party for me? Somebody that you don't want to, and, and, our, and our, our sex life was horrible. Someone you don't want to be intimate with, someone you don't want to spend time with. Why you want to have a party for them? But it was all a scam. Mm. My ex-husband was a scammer. <laughs> he scammed me. So nothing that he did was real. Nothing that he did was real. Um, he scammed me, but he he scared, he he had the party. He had me to come to a restaurant. My brother was like, you're not going by yourself. I'm going to go with you. I get to the restaurant. And the first thing he says is, let's dance. My ex-husband don't dance. And every time we, when we did go to the lounges and out, or whatever, I would always have to dance with his friend, which is called Kunle as well. I would always have to dance with him because my husband didn't know how to dance. And I love Nigerian music. So Girl, what, what African don't know how to dance? This one didn't. He couldn't even do this. You know how they be doing <laughs> He couldn't even do that. But wait a minute. So we get to the party and my brother sits down. I sit down. He's sitting in front of me. His friend's sitting next to me. He says, let's go dance. So I looked at him, I said, go dance? You don't know how to dance? What are we going to do for? You know? And so I was like, you don't want me to dance with Kool-Aid? With the other Kool-Aid, because that's mm-hmm. who I always dance with. No, let's go dance. So we out there, we dancing, he moving. And I'm like, okay, why are we doing this? This is so fake. This is so not real. Mm-hmm. Just dance. Okay, okay. So then we sit down, the music goes out, we sit down, sit by his friend. His friend says, Mitzi, please just calm down. Just calm down. He's, do, you, do you see all these people? He had all these little young Nigerians out there. They was nice looking too. He had them all out there. <laughs> <laughs> he said, they, 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 he had all these people for you. And I was like, but you want me to sit here and act like I'm okay with this. And this is not done out of his heart. He, this is fake. This mm-hmm. is fake. He's never done this for me. You know, so... Before that happened, I had been asking for a Nigerian or African, some African attire. Mm -hmm. So a couple of weeks before my birthday, he actually bought me a purse and some shoes. Matter of fact, I just wore it the other day. He bought me a purse, had me a purse made, some shoes, some bangles, you know. Oh, I fell in love with it. I said, well, what happened to my dress? He's talking about, well, I had the dress made, but it was too small. We've been married over the year. You don't know how how big I am. (laughs) <laughs> girl I said you don't know how big how big I am how you gonna tell somebody that you make it too small no you done made it for that other lady not me you didn't make it for me you know so at the party um I get up and I walk out my brother's still sitting at the, t- at the, t- at the table he comes out following why are you doing this why are you doing it why am I doing what all of this is fake. Why are you doing this? You know what? I'm fixing to call my mom. My mom want to talk to you. No, 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 no. I've been asking to talk to my mother-in-law almost two years. Now he wants you to talk to him. Now you want me to talk to her? What do I have to say? Nothing. And I told him right then and there, I'm not talking to your mama. What, why you can't talk? Why should I? What am I going to say to her? I don't even know what to say to you right now. You know what I'm saying? So we stood out there, argued or whatever, went back in, had a little time, um, danced again, talked to some little friends or whatever. And then we left. Well, let me fast forward a month. It was time for me to go back to court. This month, they're saying, um, I still can't do it because they, they still can't finalize because um, when they served him, they served him at his job. But remember, he's using somebody else's name. Mm-hmm. so when they went to serve him whenever well I don't know how it is in your state but the state of Texas you have to physically put it in their hand mm-hmm. so when they went to serve him they gave it to the admin because they gave it to the admin that's not serving him so I had to wait about another 30 days and they said well um the next thing what they had did was they did that serving and I had an address where I had met him uh, maybe a few weeks before, and I gave it to the courts. They went there to serve him. It was probably him that answered the door, and whoever answered the door said that he didn't stay there, but I'm sure it was probably him, you know. But um, anyway, 
Um, they pushed it off for another 30 days. It took me about five months to, no, it took me four months to get everything finalized, but it would have went faster if I could have gotten them served. Mm-hmm. And so the last thing I had to do was um, pay to have him serve. After I had it put in the paper, they put it in the paper free, but when they served him at the door, that was $75 and the constable has to go out a couple of times before they send it back to the courts mm-hmm. saying that they had not contacted him. Mm-hmm. So after they did that, um, it was a couple of more weeks. And then I went back to court and I prayed, girl, I was praying so hard. I was like, Lord, please let them finalize this because I can't go on, you know? And, but this judge that I had, when I tell you, she was strictly by the book, strictly by the book. And mm-hmm. she says, you know, you've done everything that I've asked you to do. I'm going to grant you your divorce. I said, what you Girl, what did you? Girl, I bugged my eyes just like. <laughs> and so she said, Yeah, we're going to grant you your divorce, but you have to go see another judge. When I got to the second judge, she says, um, Everything has been signed off on. If we gave you an additional 30 days, do you think you could find it? No, ma'am. And I'm not looking. Okay, for him. please don't send me on this hunt no more. <laughs> just, just let me go in peace, please. I'm not, I'm not looking for him. But the coldest part is, I got to pat myself on the back. I, um, I had to downsize because he wasn't helping me with bills or anything. And he, out of $1,200, I marked it was $1,200. He only had to bring to the table 300. Mm. He brought 300 one time. Every time it was time for him to pay, um, give me the money for the rent, he would do 240, $260. He could never get 300. And I would always ask him for somebody that worked 30 days out of the month, why you can't come up with $300? What are you doing with your money? And one time he said he had saved some money and I had actually got behind on something. And I said, you know what? Let me borrow your money and borrow $1,000. I'll give you the $1,000 back. Oh, I gave it to my friend for my friend to hold. I said, so you literally gave your money to your friend for your friend to hold and you won't trust your wife? Something's not right with that. Okay, whatever. So my brothers helped me find a house. I downsized. Um, mm. I, I, my brothers moved me, cleaned up the house. Now this is one of these weeks that he hadn't came home, but one day on this day, he came home, he stuck his key in the door and the key didn't work. So he calls and he says, where are you? I'm at home. No, you're not. Cause I'm, <laughs> I, I just put my key in the door and it won't work. I, uh, what key? Because you don't have no key to my house. <laughs> I'm at home. He said, no, I am here. Give me the address. Give me the address where you are. I said, you don't need my address, babe. You don't need my... I need to come and check on you, Mitzi. I said, Kunle, you don't need my address. You moved... Now, wait a minute. He been gone all week, but now he need to check on you. He said, he said you moved and you didn't tell me? Well, why was I going to tell you? You don't even come home. <laughs> right. Why was I going to tell you? Please just give me the address. I'm, and I stayed right around the block. He could have literally walked. <laughs> and he says, uh, I just want to come and see you. I said, no. Then he started calling all the time. You know that 15 minutes of fame? It turned in longer. Now he started calling all the time. So he calls and he says, um, I'm going to come over. Give me your address. I said, you know what, Kunle, I'm not fixing to hold this any longer. You don't need my address. You don't need to know where I stay. And let me tell you this as well. We are divorced. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How did you do that? How did you do I said, Kunle, how, I mean, why didn't I do it? Mm-hmm. This has all been a sham. This has all been a sham. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I should share this or not. Um. I told you my brother works for immigration. I had to file a report on him because everything that he does, it was a scam. Mm-hmm. It was a scam. He was fraudulent. Um, he had a friend to bring me a divorce decree. Um, that was one of the requirements that I wanted. One of the things that I wanted before we married, one of his friends got a divorce decree, which one of my friends said, well, you can get anything over there if you got money. And I was like, okay. And I, started, much. Asking, I started asking him questions. Girl, come to find out, he had said that the wife had divorced him a long time ago. He literally divorced the same month I met him. That's what the divorce decree said. 
But now I don't know if I was ever married. Um, I'm getting ready to go through the process to see if I was um, ever legally married. Let me say that because I mm-hmm. really think that he was still married to the wife with the kids over there. I really, I really do. And um, we hadn't talked. I still had his number saved um, in the phone. Um, my cousin passed away a couple of months ago, the one that married us and did our counseling and everything. And I reached Aww. out to him and I told I'm him. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, mm. it's COVID, bro. It's COVID. Um, but I reached out to him, not thinking that he would respond, but I told him that uh, my cousin had passed away and um, he, you know, sent his condolences and everything. And um, I said, Well, how have you been? He said, I've been fine. How have you been? He said, I'm, you know, good. And I said, well, let me ask you one question. Did you ever get remarried? He said, no, nah, I'm waiting on you. The devil is alive. <laughs> Girl, he said, I'm waiting on you. I was like, the devil is alive. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't need to talk to him anymore. But the only thing that I can t- say about the, the women that are married, engaged, be careful. Be careful because... When I tell you they put on a good front, because I wouldn't have never thought it. And you know what? I still had all of his brand new. I just moved here two years ago. And um, my brother moved me in here. And he said, who clothes are these? I said, I don't know who clothes. Girl, you still got Kool-Aid clothes? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I mean, Wilson leather jacket, leather boots, brand new, girl, just everything. My brother said, he's not seeing this no more. Uh, I'm going to take these. Think I'm a good person buying Kool-Aid clothes like that. And I was like, well, I mean, there's my husband. Mm-hmm. And I was. You know, I was. And um, after my divorce was final, uh, February the 27th, a couple of days later, I was diagnosed with cancer again. Mm-hmm. And I I'm really so sorry. Think, I appreciate that. But I really think that Kool-Aid um, was the problem. My job was the problem. All the stress. Uh, the stress. That's that's mm-hmm. what it was. And um, and I always, before I d- divorced him, uh, and before the cancer and everything, I used to always say, you know, what would he take care of me if I got sick again? You know, how would I know that he would literally take care of me? Mm-hmm. You know, and after I was diagnosed, and I said, you know what, that was God. But God was just trying to see, he was really testing me with Kool-Aid. That's what I believe. And he was trying to see how I was going to weigh the water. And I always say that. And my thing and my motto is, these are the cards that are dealt to me. He's just trying to see how I'm going to play the hand. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to either sink or if I'm going to come up out of that swimming. One of the two, you know. But um, I was diagnosed. I, I am cancer-free. I still take uh, preventive medication. Oh, I that's good to hear. Food. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I still have to take... Um, I take an infusion, which is like a chemo treatment, and um, I take it once every four months now. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm still on preventive. I have to take for ten years for the um, the next ten years every day. So um, I'm grateful. Um, I'm still God. God has the plan for me. Had a plan for me. Still got me going. And I think He had it for a reason. But I think that if I was still Queen of Decolay, and and you know what, and I say that. I actually have a tattoo on my back. I actually made sure that I was going to be queen of decolate for life. <laughs> and, he, and he was supposed to go get another tattoo with king of decolate on it with my, my information on there. And um, I said, well, he must have known, you know, that this wasn't going to last long. And here I am with queen, but I'm still queen of decolate. Mm-hmm. I, I am. That ain't nothing going to change with that. But do I think that I'll ever marry another uh, again? No. Um, do I think I would date? I, I have a friend and he's, he's Nigerian. Um, he just, matter of fact, he just came back from Nigeria Sunday. His mother passed away a couple of weeks ago and he went home last Sunday um, to, to lay other rest. But um, he's going through some things or whatever. And um, he, and, and matter of fact, he's married, but his wife is American and she's crazy. <laughs> and so she won't divorce him. So, um, but he's my friend. I just try to be there for him um, positive and try to tell him things because he don't know, like he don't know, you know, how to report about the child support. He don't know what to do. He don't know nothing. 
And so mm-hmm. I've been just like, basically his backbone, his friend, to tell him, hey, you do this. Do this right here so you can see your kids. Do this mm-hmm. right. Don't let her do you like that, you know? And, and he, and I got to say, he is really a good guy. He's a good guy. He is really good. And he's different than my husband, but seems like everybody's different than my husband. Um, but that's, that's all I have. I mean, that's my story, my testimony. But once again, keep your head up if you're out there on them dating sites. And I said that I would never do the dating sites because my ex-husband always did that. And that's the reason why we were divorced. But I went to the dating site when I got cancer. I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. with you. When I got cancer, the dating site was my best friend because I could stay up there, stay online all night and just talk to somebody and mm-hmm. not meet them. But um, just be careful. That's all I have to say to the women. Just be careful. Just keep the head up. Um, pray that they're not going through what I went through. Um, their testimony may be different than mine. Um, and I've, I've enjoyed myself talking to you and opening up. And, and I appreciate you because I don't think that um, I've never opened up to someone that was trying to make um, everything awareness Mm-hmm. So we as individuals that don't know or have the bad apple or have somebody that's trying to scam them, don't see it. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't see it. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not see him scamming me. I, I, I didn't. But um, but that's all I have. All I have. Oh, well, I sure appreciate you coming on here. Um, but I want to ask you, um, what type of visa was he over here on? He was on a visiting visa a visiting visa and he didn't he go back see? and see the thing of it was when he first came over here because I questioned that when he first came over here um he went to Maryland see I don't know if you know but in the state of Maryland and um up around that area you can actually get a job with your Nigerian identification so that was the way that he was able to come here and then go back because mm. He did have, the visa was for two years. I do remember him telling me that. And he could only stay six months at a time. Mm -hmm. But because it expired, and I'm assuming the wife divorced, he just chose not to go back. Mm -hmm. And that's what what makes it so hard going through mm -hmm. that immigration process because they come over here and they won't go back. Yeah. And that's why they're so tough on immigration. So I'm going to look over here and see if we have any questions from the audience. Um, if y'all have any questions for Miss Missy, please type them in the comments. We'll get her to answer those before we get off of this live. Do we have any comments? I mean, um, questions, admin? Yes, we do. We okay. have a question from Jahada and Faith that was your husband charged with DUI when he was arrested? Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. He was charged with um, DUI. But I didn't know why it wouldn't have been DWI because he mm-hmm. was literally under the steering wheel and at the red light. But they mm-hmm. did charge him with a DUI. Mm. And he was actually, I guess, blessed because he had just told me about one of his friends that were from Nigeria, got pulled over and they detained him and they sent him back. So he was just blessed. All right, mm. we have a question from faith she was asking how long did it take uh, for the divorce process um it took me i started at the end of october of uh 2018 and my divorce was finalized february uh 2019 so it was about four months and it wasn't long it wasn't it was long enough (laughs) but All right, we have another question from Jahada. She asked, um, did he throw you the birthday party after your divorce was final? No, we were going through the divorce, but he didn't know that I had already filed. So he didn't, he wasn't aware that I had already filed. All right, we have another question from Marnita. Is this man still in America or has he went back to Nigeria? No, he's still here for us, I know. All right. Let's see if we have any more questions. Uh, no question. No more questions at this time. Okay. So y'all never got to make it to Nigeria, right? To go visit no, over there. We didn't. No. Mm. Yeah, that's 
Those red flags. But I do want to visit there one day. I do want to go visit there myself one day. But no, we didn't. And that was kind of a bummer because me and my son was really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a question. Trying to think where it is. Oh, okay. Um, from Alina, what um, what's your biggest advice you would give to someone? Um, don't throw all of your eggs in a basket because they're going to persuade you. They're going to say, well, this, this is my thing after everything. I think he was basically just telling me what I wanted to hear. Um, and I also think that he was using reverse psychology because I was telling him what I had already went through um, with dating, um, with my previous marriage, um, all of that. And so I just think he just used it against me. But, but I can say this, make sure you, you know them before you jump the gun and say, I married them, make sure you know them. And if they trying to pressure you, if they say anything about an arranged marriage, because I think about that all the time, maybe I should have let him do the arranged marriage and then I wouldn't have had the headache with everything else. But, um, and that's just something, I, that, that's just something that I have been thinking about. But um, the only thing I can say positive is just be careful once again. Mm-hmm be careful out there and and try to learn who they are because they got all kind of scams they do they do we have another question from jihada how um how do your uh, son feel about your ex-husband knowing he scammed you my son my son um didn't really care for him at the end when none of my family did um, he don't talk about Kunle, um, but him and Kunle really didn't have the relationship that we thought they was going to have. So he really don't have really a lot of feelings about it. As long as I'm happy and okay, he good. Well, hold on, y'all. Somebody want to speak to y'all today. Look. Hello. <laughs> it's the oh, Mr. Lampa. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Everyone don't know. Lampo. This is my handsome, handsome husband, Mr. Lampo. Hey, Miss Lampo. Hi, King Lampo. That's King Lampo. King Lampo, thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Get away from me. Bye. Oh. Girl, you're a mess. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we have another. Um, let's see. Was there another question? Oh, how long? Um, Marnita wanted to know how long did you know him before getting married? Oh, I didn't mention that, did I? I, I met I met him in September September of 2016, and we got married December 31st of 2016. Okay, I have a question. Um, how long, you know, when he before he stopped, you know, being intimate with you or wanting to sleep in another room, or you know, or did that continue intimacy continue the whole time? Well, it continued the whole time. It wasn't the fact of sleeping in another room because he wouldn't come home no way. So, but when he did come home, he would only come for a couple of hours and then leave. So intimacy, it was either there, right then, normally he was half sleep, tired. I mean, that's what he would always come home and do, which I was disappointed in that. I mean, you coming home to go to sleep for two hours or you coming home to spend time with me. And I used to, be, and, and you know, I forgot to mention this one time, I, um, I went low as telling him, look, I'll pay for your gas, I'll pay for everything. Only thing I want you to do is to come home every night to me. That's all I want you to do. And, and literally he used that against me. He said, so since you say you're gonna actually pay for my gas, you still gonna do that? No, wow. I'm not doing that. And, and I couldn't even believe that he even asked me to do that. But that was one of the things that I did tell him because let I me, just let me ask you this. How do you feel? I, I've come to the conclusion that there is some mental illness going on with some of these African men. Yeah. I, I've come to that conclusion that yeah. I know it's the way they're raised and they actually think the things that they do is right. It's like they are mm-hmm. so emotionally unattached and right. that causes them to not have empathy. And that's why they're able to hurt women to the degree that they hurt them and not have no type of remorse or, or care about it. So I, I it's a mental illness going on somewhere. 
That's true. You know what? I didn't even mention it, but my, and my husband didn't know how to be romantic. He didn't know how to be romantic. He didn't know how to buy no gifts, nothing like that. My first Valentine's girl, I was so disappointed. He went to Dollar Tree. <laughs> and bought what? Girl bought me, I got a mug. <laughs> Y'all didn't want to tell it. I got a scarf. I got a mug. And um, that was it. That was it. And when he, when he, when he brought it to me, I said, are you, are you serious? Because <laughs> you still had the tag on that for Dollar Tree. And, and I, and, you know, and I prayed about it because I went all the way out, got him a nice gift and everything. And I always did that, you know, but he didn't know how to buy no gifts. But I told him that, that the next time I said, you know what, you might step up a little bit. So he did go to Walmart the next time and got me a little necklace, but mm. um, he didn't know how to shop. <laughs> So, so how did the level of in intimacy differ between um, being with an African and an American man? How, how was it different for you? Let sexual, me <laughs> sexual wise. Well, at the beginning, the sex was, was awesome. You, you know, they, they know how to lay it down. Now, they do know how to do that. They know how to lay it down. But um, I just think it got old to me because I was literally begging my husband to have intimacy with me. Mm. And I shouldn't have to beg you, you know, I mean, what is it? Is it me? Do I need to be doing something different? Tell me what I need to do to make sure that I'm pleasing you. Mm -hmm. That's all he had to do. I mean, he had to do anything else. Right. But, but he didn't even do that. But I, you know, and I think about it now, me and my friend, one of my friends, she's married to Nigeria. And she says, you know what, Mitzi, maybe he couldn't perform when he came home, because he was already out with somebody else. And even my brothers, they was like, oh, he cheating on you. He missing with you, somebody else. No, he not. I took up for my husband. No, he not doing it. He is not cheating on me, because he didn't give me no signs. I just really felt that he was working hard. But when he couldn't, you know, help financially, couldn't do nothing, then I got a problem with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something you are you not telling. See, now I knew I knew that the man's name that he was using, because he used to fuss about, well, he did fuss about that, about the income tax. The man wouldn't actually um, give him none of the income tax. And I told him, I said, well, first of all, you should be wiser. Why would you want to use someone else's name? You need to go ahead and get your stuff together and mm -hmm. use your own name. So therefore, you can provide for your family here. But he never would do that. I don't even know. But I know one thing. He ain't got no green card, no citizenship, not because of me. He did none mm -hmm. of that. Mm -mm. I made sure of all of that because I so, so right now today years. he still does not have his green card. I don't know okay. if he did. If he didn't get it because of me. Okay. I, I don't know. Mm -mm. And that's a good thing because uh, that burden of finance would have been on you. Mm -hmm. So no, he ain't getting none of that. Mm -hmm. Not not because of me. No. Mm -mm. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm just thankful. I'm glad that you was able to get out of that situation as soon as you mm -hmm. did and didn't carry yeah. it out. Yep. That's true. That could have ended bad, you know? Yeah. And I was weak. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was weak because I was really, truly in love with my husband. I was in love with my husband. And I, Girl, I, I, keep, I keep telling these women, these Negroes be putting that juju on these women, charming them, yeah, juju, making, them fall in, yeah. making them fall in love. I'm, I'm telling okay. you. And if you're not protected spiritually, they're going to get you. I'm telling you. They show, they, they are going to get you. Mm -hmm. And they're going to get you where it hurts. Where you yep. feel, and you know what? And they're going to make you feel like you got to do it. You know, and, that, and that's, that's the thing with Kool-Aid. I feel like I had to buy his clothes. I had to prepare his food because that's my wifely duty. Well, Lampo, no, I had to cuss him out when he got on my nerves. Yep. I ain't, no, I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> But I can honestly say, you know, my husband didn't ask me for money. He didn't. Now, if I had extra money that I wanted to send him and it was never nothing over $100, I would send it to him. Now, I ain't going to sit here and say I didn't because that is my husband, you know, and right. I feel like as his wife, I can help him if I want to. And I did. But right, right. all that sending all these thousands of dollars over there to this man. No, I don't know you like that to be sending you all my right. money. No. Right. Right. Now mm -hmm. you, you got married over there. Is that where you got married? Yes, I got married over okay. there. And I see another thing. I didn't meet my husband online either. I met my husband through a friend oh. that's already married to his family member. And she had been knowing them for years. So that's oh, how okay. I met my husband. Yeah, I didn't meet him online. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Because yes, I, I mean, when, when I first started, when I first met you, I, I mean, I saw all y'all videos. It was just so sweet. And I used to always say, and I, I'm going to sound a little jealous, man, why that couldn't be me? Why that wasn't none of me? Why that didn't happen to me? I even said with my girlfriend. I mean, when I tell you he came over here, she married him, brought him over. He's only been over here a few years. And, and, and after he was here a year, she got cancer. That man took care of her everything but i mean he but baby let me tell you something now i post I, and i made a post the other day and i'm gonna tell you now me and my husband we have our good days and we have our bad days i don't want nobody to ever look at our marriage and feel like oh they just got the best marriage baby look i've been here ready to kill this man sometimes i'm telling y'all <laughs> and i'm sure he'd be ready to kill me sometime but we have our good days and our bad days but our good yeah. does outweigh our bad so yeah. But I can tell you this, when they get here from overseas, baby, it's a whole nother playing field. You, you just better be ready here. I'm telling you, you better be ready mentally because it's just, right. it's a lot trying to get adjusted with this cultural difference. It's a right. lot. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Wow. But it, it's starting to, everything doesn't start to pan itself out. You know, it's getting better. Um, as the days go by, we're getting better. I mean, we didn't, I think the worst part of our marriage has, has passed by. Within these, because we are oh, we're at good. our we're at our five year mark next month on his oh, birthday. congratulations! Yes, we're mm -hmm. at our five year mark, so things are starting to pan itself out. But hey, we're here. That's good. That's we're a blessing here. too. And it's just Thank funny to know. me because I know several women that said they took this journey because of watching my journey, and then when it goes sour, I feel bad because I'm like, oh my gosh, they watched my journey, you know, and they were expecting the same thing, and it didn't happen like that. So right. I feel bad. I mean, I'm glad I was able to encourage the women to, you know, step out of um, out of what they're used to, out of the norm and experience different things. But when it goes bad, that's the part I don't like to see, you know. Right. But. Right. Yeah. But do we have any more questions? If not. We do. We have okay. a question from Hackney and she wanted to know, um, would you consider your husband an alcoholic? Ex-husband, excuse me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. Because they, I mean, he, let me say he, not they, um, he could drink on a daily basis. But if you bought him, and I used to always get him big bottles of Hennessy. Hennessy was his drink. Oh my God. He could literally, him and his friend, if I got him a big bottle of Hennessy, they would literally just go through it like just sitting there. But they drink it like it's water. All right, we have a question from Yolanda. Let Would me you respond, hold, go, hold on, let me respond to this comment where Derek says, Juju, don't believe in that. It's love. When you love someone to that point, you do everything for that. What about Juju? Don't believe in it. Derek, I'm going to tell you something right now. You don't have to believe in Juju for somebody to put it on you. I'm going to tell you that right now. So... Women, be aware. Do, like I said on the live last night, do not be leaving your underwear over there. Do not be leaving your items over there. When you bring your stuff back with you, bring your stuff back with you. And always be aware of your surroundings when you're over there. Don't listen to what Derek telling you because Derek going to have y'all messed up, going crazy, and don't know why you're going crazy. I'm telling you. You ain't got to believe in it for it to be put on you. And the church said, amen. Amen, Wiles. <laughs> that's the truth. Okay, amen, ring light. Okay. <laughs> okay, you can go ahead. I'm sorry. We have a question from Yolanda. She said, would you have done anything differently looking back on things now? Yes, I would. I think I would um, have waited on getting married um, until I really got to really know him. Because I didn't know him. I didn't know him in no couple of months. I didn't. I'm going to be honest with you. But it was all a fairy tale. I mean, he told me what I wanted to hear. At the time, I had been divorced for years and I had dated and someone that wanted to just settle down with me. I was down with that. Mm -hmm. But if I had to change it, if I knew now, back then what I know now, I, would, I wouldn't have even been Mrs. Adekulay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, because it ain't worth it. It's not worth it. Mm -mm, it's not easy. Not it's being not. in these type of marriages. Mm -hmm. It's not easy at all. Is that all the questions? Yes, at this time, this is all the questions. 
Okay. Thank you so much, Miss Missy, for letting me um giving me the opportunity to um interview you on my podcast. I appreciate it so much. And I am sending you much healing energy for Thank your you situation. So yes, much love. And I'm so thankful that you were able to get out of that situation ahead of time. I'm hoping that your story will help other women uh, and show them what not to do going into these relationships. If you feel like you've been pressured to do it, don't do it. Take your time. He's Take telling your you. Time. Yeah, take your time. Because mm -hmm. you have you, nothing but time. Don't rush. Mm -hmm. You have nothing but time. Yep. So if you're an American woman and you are dating, engaged to, married, divorced from, or have been scammed from a man from the continent of Africa and you'd like to be on our show, please send your request to info.thelampposhow at gmail.com. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Oh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.